Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, hello. I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Warning. The following podcast contains graphic content and material intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, hello. How's everyone doing? Good? I'm good. You good? I'm great. We good. We're good. We're, we're doing good. We're drinking. All good. And we're in our hotel. We're actually, actually on location this time. We're not just location via basement. Because it was too hot? Yeah. And our basement's kind of echoey. So the the sound kind of changed a bit the last couple episodes, but mm. we did just order new mics. Which is very exciting. And the yes. sound could be changed here, too. Yeah, there's sirens going by right now. I'm not sure if you guys hear that. We're in a busy city. Yeah, Vancouver. And not only a busy city, we are in a really old hotel downtown, said mm-hmm. busy city. And that really old hotel is what? I always get the name wrong. Fairmont Hotel Vancouver, right? I think so. It's like in a very specific order. It's like the Fairmont. It's the original Fairmont of Vancouver. Yes. And it's... We feel fancy AF. It's definitely a ritzy place. So fancy. But the cool thing is, is this hotel is known to be haunted. Hence why we stayed here. Exactly. We wanted to do an on-location podcast for you guys where we talk about some cool shit that happened in the history, history of this place. So this isn't necessarily a true crime episode. Although it's, I mean, staying in that same sort of Mm -hmm. genre-ish. We're staying creepy. We're staying weird. Which you love. And we're going paranormal. So Mm -hmm. I'm totally cool with this. Which is very exciting. And I accidentally just closed out my notes, so I need to open them up again. Ooh. Well, we also had something else very exciting happen today. Oh, yes. Do tell. What was that, Benjamin? Oh, I get to disclose this information? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, today we went and we got to see our completely built tiny home and signed the papers. We officially own a tiny home, ladies and gentlemen. We are tiny home owners. It's going to be delivered in the next two to three weeks to our property. And we are going to be moving in and selling our house over the next couple months. Yep. So soon we will be podcasting, not just out of a hotel or via our basement, but via our tiny, tiny home, home out in the bush somewhere. So exciting. Yeah. And it was so cool seeing it. It just like, it was perfect. It blew me away. Yeah. It was pretty dope. Yeah. Everything was awesome. So, all that aside, you ready to get down to the, the, the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver haunting? Yeah, because I know a little bit about this this lady. I don't even know if you said a lady yet. And um, there was like a poster or picture of her. Yeah, which is really cool. Which is really cool. Well, I'll catch you guys up really quickly on just the 
the quick version of this before we dive into it so you understand what Nicole's talking about. The hotel is known to be haunted by what is known, or so the legend says, the lady in red. Mm-hmm. And you walk into the lobby here. There is a big photograph down in the lobby of a lady in a gorgeous Beautiful. ballroom dress that is red. And they have it there in honor of said lady in red. But they don't have it labeled lady in red. It's just there if you know. Which is funny because they had other pictures and they some of them had labels on them. And I'm like, this one's not labeled. Yeah. But they, they like you said, they may not want to broadcast that the hotel could potentially be haunted. Well, I'm sure that they embrace it. Clearly they do by the picture in mm-hmm. the If you the ask lobby. and if you know. But they're not going to broadcast that to people who are staying here who don't know about the legend. Or aren't into that sort of thing. So it'd be like, oh, by the way, do you know that this hotel's haunted? And you're just like, um, excuse me, I'm staying here with my three little kids for vacation. And I what? just spent uh, $400 a night. It's what? So yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're not broadcasting it, but they certainly do embrace it for those who do understand and mm-hmm. have knowledge of the legend. Which is probably a good way of doing it, actually. I think so. Yeah. Um, I do want to disclose two little things before we dive into this. Okay. Um, the Lady in Red, um, the song, you know, Lady in Red, that song has, n- has nothing. To, well, there's an old song from 1986 um, okay. from Chris DeBurr something whatever anyways has nothing to do with this lady in red no no does oh, not. just another lady in red um well that song was actually written about his wife i believe is what it was okay um and there he found that it was like pretty interesting that many men couldn't remember what their woman was wearing first night they met oh. and so he lady in red the red he couldn't remember he just kind of wrote red as in like the huh. over blanket blanketing thing of what she was wearing it's kind of, i don't know it was kind of an interesting read i kind of just zoomed past it because i was like oh whatever it's it's not what, what i'm was researching I wearing? what was i wearing ben you were wearing lululemon <laughs> probably not i was wearing my gym strip yeah maybe <laughs> in gym class <laughs> yep um and the second thing i did want to note is that google actually defines lady in red um, as a generalization for a ghost as a type of female ghost attributed to prostitutes or a jilted lover Oh, okay. Which, again, though this is a lady in red ghost or paranormal activity, she is not neither a prostitute nor a jilted lover. So you have to be, like, very specific when you're Googling. Yes. To find info about her. So. Okay. If you Google the Vancouver, Fairmont, sorry, Fairmont Hotel Vancouver lady in red, you'll find your information. Oh, okay. But Good still, there's not very much out there on her. No. So what I did very find, mysterious. though. mysterious. Let's start with the the hotel's history before we get into Lady of Red, Lady okay. in Red. So the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver began construction in 1939, and it was also known as the Castle in the City or Castle in the Sky, which is very cool. Well, it very pretty much looks like a castle, it does. especially back then, because there's like gargoyles out in the peaks of the building and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I love how much time they spent on designing buildings and stuff. Oh. I mean, they probably still spend that much time, but. It just it looks really cool. Definitely. They, they took their time. It was a labor of love. Mm-hmm. It actually took a total of 11 years to complete, um, mostly because of the financial problems during the Great Depression. Wow. But it did take 11 years to complete the building of Holy. this hotel. Hmm. So the hotel was constructed by the Canadian National Railroad and the Canadian Pacific Railroad who joined to operate the hotel. Which is kind of interesting. That's very interesting. I'm not too sure why two railroad operators would want to build a hotel, but they did. And makes we are sense. left with this masterpiece. Yeah, it makes sense. In which way? In the way that they need their guests 
somewhere to stay. I guess, in yeah. In a sense. Yeah, fair enough. Because I did actually notice it's down. We passed it. I meant to point it out, but I did see like an. Oh, it was um, was it kind of where we had lunch or drinks that one day by the Rouge or whatever, Canadian Pacific Railway or Canadian Railway? Like there was a sign. Oh really? But it's quite far from here. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm like well, I don't know, but things were like far away back then. Well, I know I do know that the railway had quite a big part in Canada's history in building and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, it's kind of understandable that they had a part to play in historical buildings and monuments and that sort of stuff. But yeah, just them two joining together for a hotel seems odd to me. But yeah, I Could guess be. having a spot for your guests to stay is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So okay, so John Smith Archibald, freaking love that name, Archibald. That's like dope. You you can trust a man with a name Archibald. You think? Oh, definitely. (laughs) And John Schofield, he he sounds sus to me, suspicious. Schofield, that sounds like someone lurking around a corner. So you have a trustworthy dude and a non-trustworthy dude, in my opinion. Oh, goodness. Just via their names. Judging these names (laughs) intensely. (laughs) They're just two dudes. Don't don't dive into too much of what I'm saying. Um, They were actually architects. They were the architects behind the project, and they actually used a different architectural style than normal, um, known as chateau-esque which is a style based um in french renaissance architecture okay so you'll see that if you know your architecture at all on the outside and inside of this building Hmm. um so in the 1940s the hotel resembled like i said a castle Um, it was an engineering miracle with 17 floors a unique copper roof and a cost of 12 million dollars wow that's in the 40s so that's pretty crazy. Okay. What would I, gosh, I wonder what the equivalent of that would be now. Like I didn't look fortune. that up. It would be a lot of money. So the roof of this is copper? Um, I don't know if it still is, but it last, at least was. Oh, okay. The roof is very cool now. I would assume it's copper, but I don't know, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So uh, today, um, the downtown five-star hotel is located on West Georgia Street between Burrard and Hornby. Um, it's really, it's it's on the corner of Georgia and and uh Perard. there we go took me a moment to remember the street name which one it was um and it's known as the fairmont hotel vancouver mm-hmm. it's very close to robson if people like to go shopping and very close to gastown if you like your beer and food and like canada place and everything it's an actually a sweet location it is a really good location but um for the history for the downtown location you do pay a little extra dollar for staying here we got a sweet deal, so that's why we're staying here. Well, this the Fairmont name attached itself. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, COVID, we got a deal. Yeah. Well, when we saw that it was the deal, we're like, okay, we're heading to Vancouver. We can have a deal on a place where we can do an epic podcast on this ghost. Now's the time. Sold. So, so we did it, and we're here. So the hotel underwent a five-year renovation project in 2014 to 2019, which cost $75 million. Oh. A new lobby... Upscale boutiques like Gucci and Dior are downstairs. The Notch 8 bar and restaurant and luxurious 14th floor heritage suites were added. Um, All guests in the 14th floor suites receive the Fairmont Gold privileges with access to a private lounge. Uh, Fairmont Gold is like a hotel within a hotel. It offers private check-ins, continental breakfast, um, concierge services. It's like the bougie place in the hotel. Like the bougiest of the bougie. Wow, it sounds very bougie. It's bougie. Why aren't we staying there? Did I say it's bougie? No. Oh, well, it's bougie. How bougie? On a scale of one to To ten. On a scale of (laughs) one to bougie, it's bougie. (laughs) 
That's how bougie it is. <laughs> it sounds like it. I almost wanted to like you probably can. I'm sure it's like security, but I I'm pretty sure it is. Sneak up there and see what it's all about. It's it's a lot of dollars to stay on that floor. A lot of dollar bills. Oh, definitely. The hotel was actually rushed to be complete though when it was being built back in the day. Okay. Um. So the king, King George the fifth, and Queen Elizabeth could stay here. Because they were actually in Canada doing a tour at the time. So they rushed to finish it so that they could come. And they basically, like, they didn't physically do a ribbon cutting ceremony. But they basically did, like, the ribbon cutting sort of thing, opening the hotel. And they stayed, um, I believe, on the 14th floor. I don't know for sure. But they stayed in the nicer rooms and stuff, which have always been on the 14th floor. They just recently kind of made it. Even more bougie? Yeah. Bougie? So. Am I saying that right? Bougie. 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 How many times are we going to say bougie in this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Are people annoyed yet by that word? Because I am. <laughs> yeah. We've said it like 40 times so far. Oh, goodness. Bougie. But imagine like being that important that these people like get their ass in gear to finish this like multi-million dollar hotel. Right. Eh? Right. Just how, for the king and queen sort of thing. Way? I, I don't that. know. <laughs> so like I said, it was... It's an amazing hotel back in the day. It still is today. Um, back in the day, though, it was like one of the grandest hotels in Vancouver. And it be- immediately became a place where all of Vancouver gathered for its important business, social events. Um, it was a It's still a position that the hotel mains- maintains today, in all honesty. But just oh, yeah. back then, it was like even more grand, right? Well, that's even when I we checked in, I was like, it's like feels really like old fashioned, but it d- still does have this like. Like you feel important and like this grand. When you to walk it. in, you almost you you feel bougie. Yeah, and so to be that old, but like to have kept that reputation, oh, I yeah. feel like is fantastic. Definitely, definitely, because you walk in here, you there are original um, fixtures, furniture, that sort of stuff around, mm-hmm. and it, you can tell it's dated for sure. But but not in a super bad way. Not in a bad way. Yeah, it's it's dated in a bougie way. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm going to stop saying bougie. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> if anyone wants to like count how many times and let us know how many times oh, Ben said that word, do it up. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> I double dare you. Okay. So the hotel has seen its fair share of famous guests. Like I said, both the king and the queen have stayed here. Um, in the 1940s, Roy Roger and his horse Trigger showed up at one point to take a photo on the rooftop of the Panorama Ballroom. Um, and at one point, a baby elephant was actually even smuggled into the hotel. Seriously? Yeah. I couldn't find what for. I'm assuming it was for that same photo shoot, but I don't know. But a baby elephant apparently has wow. been in here for some reason. Very cool. Uh, the list of celebrities that have been here literally goes on. You were actually telling me that there's like autographs down by the spa area mm-hmm. of celebrities who've been here. Um, some of the ones that I came up with are, include like Celine Dion, Halle Berry, Joe Biden, Elton John. And again, they all stay on the 14th, 14th floor. 14th floor. You mean something if you're on that floor, right? Eh? Yeah, you do. I really want to know how much it costs a night. We should look into it. <laughs> Maybe one day, not right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little bit on the history of the hotel. Now let's get into the legend of the lady in red. Yeah, let's do it. The legend inside the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver actually begins with a 25-year-old woman named Jenny Pearl Cox. <laughs> Cox. Jenny. <laughs> or, wow. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 33. <laughs> Jenny, or Pearl, as her friends have always called her, um, was married to her husband, Harold, and together they had their six-year-old daughter, Dorothy, or Dottie, as they called her. Isn't that like Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. <laughs> 
What? Oops. I mean, that's like Harry Potter Dotty or that little thing. What are you? T- are you talking about Dobby? Oh, the Dobby. Elf? Yeah. The house okay. elf. Okay. Sorry. The name's wrong. Sorry. For shamed. I thought it was the same thing. You are. Oh, we are going to have a serious <laughs> talk after this. That's that's unacceptable. You just crushed my little nerd heart. Anyways, Dottie, Dottie. was their daughter's nickname. Okay. okay. That's cute. Um, When they met. Hold on. I'm sorry. I, I think I have a mixed up sentence there. That doesn't make sense. Uh-oh. Is okay. This your first rodeo? Maybe it was. Maybe it, maybe it is. Maybe it will never be my first because that's going to be my last. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> um, This is a disaster of an episode. Ignore me. Okay. So they fell in love with the Vancouver Hotel. Okay. The Fairmont was the place of all places to be. In Christmas of 1939, uh, it was qu- Christmas was quickly approaching, sorry, in 1939, and a grand social ball was being held at the hotel. And word around the city grew of the grand castle in the city, and with the war and depression now being over, the city was abuzz with the activity. Dressmakers and tailors did very well this year as everyone was anxious to celebrate, and they wanted to look their best. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fun. That's like us getting out of COVID. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean. Not to that, quite to that extent, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like yes. a similar. Excitement. Yes. Although they went through a hell of a lot more than we did. They did. But yes, I see the comparison. Mm-hmm. So Pearl had a beautiful red gown specifically made for this Christmas event for her and her husband who had both planned to attend. Well, her husband didn't have a red dress. She just did. Which I love that she made, like, got a red dress made for her. I love that. Definitely. She was so pumped for this. So she got herself an elegant, nice red ball gown made. They checked into the hotel the day of the ball. The evening was incredible. There was a grand Christmas tree that stood in the lobby, and the halls were decorated top to bottom for the Christmas event. Oh, amazing. Like, I can literally picture this. Me too, actually. I love it. Like, it sounds... Well, just like you said, amazing. And I'm not going to say it, but it does sound very... Stars of the Bee? Yeah. <laughs> the banquet hall held a massive feast that would make the Grinch, like, literally be like, I need to be here and steal a shit. Like, it was fancy <laughs> as fuck. Uh, the Pacific Ballroom was where everyone was dancing the whole evening away. It was a perfect evening, and Pearl and many others, it was just, like, the night to remember for all of them. That's so cool. Like, I can, can you think back... Like, think back, like, to 1920. When Just try and imagine When knew it. how to dance and shit, too, still. And they looked good, fancy dress, fucking yeah. gorgeous gowns, tailored suits. It, like, it's And everyone still perfect. acted, like, really respectable and, like, elegant. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, I definitely have this visual in my brain, and I and love it. There's no technology around. What, what else oh, are yeah, people doing? Oh, yeah, you're not sitting there on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah, people are interacting. They're talking. They're laughing. They're having this amazing evening in this castle in the center of the city that is just being constructed where the king and queen basically anointed the opening of this building. Mm-hmm. It is the epitome of the perfect, elegant evening for it these individuals. Like it sounds Absolutely. So it became an annual event for the hotel. The city of Vancouver just embraced it. Everyone loved it. And it was being held year after year. Pearl and her family, I say family because I was red family, but there's no actual talk of the daughter being there. Okay. But it does say family attended the event. So I'm assuming they brought their daughter. Maybe so. she even stayed in the hotel. Potentially, <laughs> potentially. 
Uh, so Pearl and her family um, attended the event annually. Okay. For five years, they returned to the Grand Christmas Ball to enjoy the incredible evenings. Then, in the summer of 1994, Harold, Dottie, and Pearl were returning from a picnic trip in the countryside. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. On their way back, they didn't see the truck coming around the corner until it was too late. They were in a horrific car accident and Pearl and her family died there on the side of the country road. Dang. Dang. It's kind of almost ironic, if you think of it, because they love to live this beautiful, this, wow, I stumbled that word, beautiful, elegant lifestyle mm-hmm. in these ballrooms and everything. And they died this like beautiful, elegant death, like this country road coming back from a picnic back Had into the really city as a day. family. Yeah. Like it's, how can you... Paint a more beautiful death, honestly. They Not all that it's... died together. Exactly. Not that it was an enjoyable death. I'm sure there was definite pain involved. Mm-hmm. But it's just this picture perfect. They're all together enjoying the day sort of thing. Like notebook style. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like it should be made into a movie. Oh, I, I'm, I think. Well, I'll get into that a little bit later, actually. Okay. So what's interesting is Pearl and her family um, didn't actually die at the hotel, but instead they were returning to the hotel after their death because Pearl is the lady in red, clearly. Mm-hmm. She haunts this hotel. So she came back to the hotel opposed, apparently with her family. Um, to one of her favorite spots, basically. Yes, exactly. She haunts this place after her death and is just... She didn't die anywhere near here. Mm-hmm. So she's coming back because it's her favorite place. She has these memories. It's where they want to be in the afterlife. Which is awesome. Oh, like that if you could choose. I asked you the other day. I was like, where would you choose? You're like, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could really pick a place. I think, to be honest, I would probably haunt a forest. A forest. A forest away from people. I love the outdoors. So With like yeah. a lake or something, eh? Yes. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Somewhere with the lake, I'd be I'd be like the creepy ghost in the forest. Like, oh gosh. Chasing kids away. Oh wow. Okay. So you wouldn't be quite like Pearl style. You'd be a little more intense. Yeah, definitely. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. What does that even mean? <laughs> so they literally now spend every day living um an eternity of dancing the ballrooms, walking the halls of the place that they, they loved. Pearl chose to wear her favorite dress, her favorite red dress. That she had made and where she, what she wore when she was the happiest. Oh, I love that. Over the years, hotel guests and employees have reported seeing Pearl's ghost in the lobby, stairway, ballrooms, and especially along the 14th floor, which is the bougiest place in the hotel. That's where she feels like she belongs. Right? I like it. Go get it, girl. You're worth it. Do it. So, like I said, this is the grandest level. I didn't say the B word. This is the grandest <laughs> level of the hotel. 
all the guests in the 14th floor suites receive the Fairmont gold privileges. Um, like I said, along with access to the lounge, it's just where Pearl fits in. Mm-hmm. And the occasional haunting up there. And the occasional haunting <laughs> up there. Um, so when the hotel was actually originally built, two of the eight elevators never were completed. Um, leaving empty shafts behind locked doors. And if you actually go to the lobby now, there are six elevators there. So two of the empty elevators, I, I don't know where they're hidden. I couldn't find Which any is doors. Wild. But they are back there somewhere. There's two empty elevator shafts. That's like creeping itself, really. I don't love that. Right? So like I said, today, they're still there. Hasn't changed. And there have been reports of people seeing Pearl walk into where these elevator shafts were or behind these locked doors where there's nothing. It's like her personal elevators. Maybe. Hmm. There's numerous stories on how she turned lights on and off. Okay. Opens and closes doors. And she's actually even been seen sitting in hotel guest rooms. Wow. Oh, right. Didn't you say that there was like a cup, someone that like came into their room and then there is they're like oh sorry am i jumping ahead here? no it's totally good we're right there you know the story too you tell it well and they basically came into the room and they're like oh they're oh sorry like there's someone in here went back to the front desk there's some like you gave us the wrong room there's someone like occupying that room and they're like uh no that's your room yeah exactly and that was pearl so it was a family that checked into the hotel and just like you said they went up to their room they walk in and there was someone else in there. So they close the door. They go back to the lobby and they say, I think you might have double booked us. Mm-hmm. They double check. No, there's no one in there. Like it's it's your room. There shouldn't be anyone else oh in the room. Oh my goodness. And they explain, well, no, when we opened the door, we saw a lady in a red dress. Eek. Pearl was in the room. That's wild. Yep. I like so secretly want to see her, but I also like don't. <laughs> I, I honestly... I. I would be terrified if I saw her. But the nice thing about this is there are no reports of Pearl being malicious. Mm-hmm. It's just her, her living presence. her best life. Mm-hmm. She's just here. She's just doing her thing. Yeah. So I think if you see Pearl, yeah, you'd be fucking scared because you just saw a fucking ghost. But I don't think you have anything to worry about. Well, I think my main fear is like, you know, when you kind of wake up in the middle of the night you're like turn around or toss around that's every time i wake up i'm like shit do i want to look around because <laughs> yes. that would be the moment that i'd be like oh my goodness i don't want to see this. i actually did the exact same thing a couple <laughs> times like wake up in the middle of the night and i go to roll over and i open my eyes briefly and i quickly shut them tight like i don't want to see what it what could be looming over me in the dark or something oh my gosh uh, there's another report, actually. On May 27th, 2017, a man by the name of Scott Graham photographed what he thought was a woman dressed in a red dress looking down onto West Georgia Street from the 16th floor window. And if you Google this, it is one of the first images that pops up. Oh, wow. Uh, he considered this concrete proof uh, for the ghost of Jenny Cox or a.k.a. Pearl <laughs> Cox. And the, this photo actually exists and shows like a woman in a red dress? I'll show you this image. It shows a red uh, something in a window. Oh, okay. Okay. So there are, there are actual reports. Reports. Who knows? There, I couldn't find definitive yes or no on this. But there are reports that the 16th and 17th floor are offices. And at the time, they were undergoing renovations. And that the red dress in the window was apparently just a red tarp. Oh. 
okay, which could be. Yes. However, I just want to point out one thing. I've never seen a red tarp in my life. Like a construction area that uses red. It basically. I, any tarp I've ever seen. Blue, is orange, blue, orange, and sometimes white. green. Occasionally white. It's usually not tarping, but yeah, it's it's white draping of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't think I would have ever seen red. I don't think I've ever noticed a red tarp ever. Hmm. So that's something to be noted, but there is an image there. We will post that on Instagram so you can check that out if you'd like. And I will show you after the episode. I can't believe you haven't seen the image yet. No, I haven't. You didn't hmm. show me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so the Fairmont was actually also used in numerous occasions for filming episodes of a show you might have heard known as The X-Files. Hmm. If you don't know it, it's a science fiction show that which ran for 11 years. The show involved two FBI agents who investigated paranormal phenomena such as ghosts. Um, I couldn't find all the information on which episodes were filmed here. Okay. But I don't believe any, any of them were involving the lady in red. It was just this is a location. The hotel's playing another hotel sort of thing because it's a fictional show. Mm-hmm. So where am I here? Yes. Okay. So while on the property filming the show, uh, one of the crew members encountered a ghostly woman dressed in a red dress. And the crew member actually refused to come back to set to continue filming while at the hotel. Scared him that much, eh? Scared him that much. Hmm. Yeah. So there is one thing I want to point out here before we really um, carry on to anything else. I did say Pearl and her family were killed on a countryside road. Yes. There is another report because there's not much on the story. There's a little bit of hearsay back and forth between a lot of things. One of the reports actually that I did find says it wasn't that. It was she actually died in a car crash in the summer of 1994 or 1944 near the corner of Burrard in Georgia, which is just outside the hotel. So that's where some people say the car accident was. Which Which I guess would make more sense of why she haunts or like resides here now potentially yes yeah so i still don't know i like the countryside one better so do i i think it's that picture perfect sort of thing (laughs) yeah so i like that i'm gonna go with that (laughs) uh literally though anything else trying to research on pearl has left me like with an immediate dead end there's not much and no one can actually even find a grave for pearl or her family where they were laid to rest or anything so who's to even say that there was a fatal car accident? It's so interesting that there isn't more out there. Because, like, even before I had heard this, like, the Fairmont lady in red, but then I didn't know any other information, but it's just so shocking that there isn't more out there about well, this story. That's one of the things around this. It's like, okay, so if there isn't any information on Pearl, the accident, or anything, did she ever exist? Right. Was this some sort of hoax that was made up by someone, potentially even, who knows, the hotel? Why would the hotel want to make that up, though? Well, some people think that the hotel could have come up with this as a marketing ploy. You know, bringing people in to want to stay here, haunted hotel, spread the word around. Who knows? Doesn't seem like the vibe they're exactly going for. I agree. It sounds a little bit off marketing to me, Mm -hmm. but you never know. But that is one thing people toy around with the idea on, that this could be just a big old marketing mm-hmm. ploy. It, well, it's just, it is, it's like, she so, sounds so elegant too, you know, which is something that they're going after. Mm-hmm. And I had big 
hopes and dreams that we would be seeing her. Same. <laughs> because, okay, when we first checked in. We did have an experience. Yes. And it's 100% her. Definitely. Definitely. So we checked in. Fight us. Got our cards, came to our room, put all our luggage away, blah, blah, blah. Then we went and had like a breakfast or lunch or whatever and drinks. Came back. A few hours later. A few hours later. And both of our cards don't open the door. Yeah. Like they're just like, it's like it wasn't coded to our room. So we go down and actually try to like get new cards or whatever. And she tells us like, no, like the cards have been erased. Yeah. Like just nothing on them. Like there's no trace that they were even ever assigned to our room. So that's a little freaky in itself. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, this is it. We're going to see her. Yeah, definitely. And like if you actually watch any ghost hunting or anything like that, I have quite a bit actually. I'll sit up on night shift till 3 a.m., watch down the rabbit hole on YouTube and stuff. And magnetic fields are very much attributed to ghosts and ghost hunting and the energy that they draw oh, in. didn't tell me that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... One thing she suggested that maybe a, we brushed up against a really strong magnet or something that could have erased or the cards. Where was that? Where were I? Where were? Yeah, holy! I can't even talk. <laughs> where were these cards? I was like in my purse. Yeah. Where at, well, the only place I ever hold uh, cards for like getting into a hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> next to your credit card that was not erased. Yeah. Oh, so, my credit card still works. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Wild. Um. Some so where I can we completely went off track here in the last like paragraph is a little bit back and forth. I'm just going to not read that. And I know what it's about. So we're just going to discuss okay. this here. Cool. Uh, one thing that I want to say, I think could be and this is a little uh, left field. You kind of got to believe in this sort of stuff to really think that this could be what happened. Um, there are some people who think that maybe. Like if you talk about something enough something will manifest from it right like manifest destiny sort of thing like if you say you're gonna get an oh. a in in this class and you keep saying it keep saying it you you will believe it and you will do it right no well, i don't agree with that with the ghost well but, hold on okay. because one thing that people say is that if you put out that sort of energy into the world okay so even if pearl doesn't exist there is no lady in red but if people start believing that there's a lady in red mm -hmm. there's fear energy there's whatever feelings there's there's moods and there's energy being put out there and that that energy manifests into whatever is being put out there and thus a lady in red apparition appears so there are some mm. people who believe that and i think if that's the way energy works that could be a plausible answer for it so there is no actual lady in red it's just a manifestation of what people are putting out into the universe sort of thing okay i thought you were gonna say if you believe kind of and and are wanting to attract that sort of energy that then you maybe would get visited mm. by her is kind of where i thought you were going with that but well, that does kind of lead into like my next note uh mass hysteria you say you have your cards erased for your room and maybe you did bump up against a really strong magnet walking by a construction site or something and you attribute it to the ghost and all of a sudden you're freaked out <laughs> yeah because anything that she that front desk lady said i was like no in my head i'm <laughs> like nope that's the lady in red no yeah. <laughs> or maybe you have a dream about the lady in red and thought you woke up and uh, saw her standing over you I can and then see you that. wake up and be like no i saw her yeah or you're someone in an adjacent building see a red tarp in a window think it's the lady in red yeah Hysteria could be a big part in this. It could be. It could totally be. One thing's for sure. 
is that the legend is going to be here to stay. Totally. Because she is, well, she's been here since the 40s. So she's been here a long time. I think she's going to be here for a long time to come. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, I definitely do. Yeah? I'm not too sure how to explain how I believe in ghosts. Very similar to that sort of energy thing I was describing. I think there are not, there's no such thing as spirits per se, but I think ghosts are almost like a projection of energy. So when you die, there's energy from your spirit or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a projection of that energy that needs to go somewhere. And it might be that you, your energy goes back to where it loved its life its most back in a hotel like or something. the most happiest or something. So I think there is something connecting there, but I don't know how or what. Yeah. So what about you? I do. I definitely do. But, and it's funny because remember how I've gone to two psychics and they were both of them for some odd reason were like, one day you're going to say something that Maybe. no one else is going to see. Maybe it'll be the lady in red. Tonight. And, and they were like, it would scare the crap out of you, which it probably would. Especially yeah. if like you were there and you didn't see it, I'd be like, holy Yeah, shit. no kidding. But I do I do, and I don't. But I also like, I sometimes think you have to be open-minded to that sort of thing to like actually like let it come to be and see it. And I know that I'm a bit closed-minded, so. Well, it, it's hard to understand and wrap your mind around something like yeah. that when we don't know anything about it whether it's true false or anything in between yeah we have no clue so yeah it, i think it's, it's very cool though yeah i would love to see her we have we have two more nights right yep well here's to two more nights and here's to pearl and her family cheers the lady to in red. her the cheers. lady in red make sure you guys if you could get a chance stay here at the fairmont maybe you'll see her and of course make sure you guys always stay wicked Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.